It's Monday, March 23rd. Welcome to Skim This. We're breaking down the most complex stories of the day and giving you the context on why they matter. Today, the Senate is divided over a bill that's supposed to help Americans deal with the economic fallout of COVID-19. We'll tell you the latest. Then President Trump appears anxious to send Americans back to the office. We'll tell you why and what other officials have to say about it. And finally, is staying at home messing up your workout? One distance runner came up with a solution, sort of. We're here to make your evening smarter. Let's skim this. Today's episode is brought to you by Panera's Unlimited Coffee Subscription. Your cup is always full. Okay, the COVID-19 pandemic is a rapidly changing story with lots of moving parts. And we're gonna help you sort out what exactly you need to know, starting with the three big developments of the day. The first has to do with what's going on with that massive stimulus bill, the one that's supposed to help struggling industries and American households get through the economic pain of the pandemic. Remember, this is the bill that would in part give a lot of Americans checks for $1,200 and would cost the country nearly $2 trillion. For a while, the bill's prospects in politically divided Washington actually looked good. Then last night happened. Senate Democrats blocked the bill from advancing. This afternoon, the Senate tried again, but strike two. On this vote, the yeas are 49, the nays are 46. Three-fifths of the senators duly chosen and sworn not having voted in the affirmative upon reconsideration, the motion is not agreed to. In other words, that's a long way from the 60 votes needed to get the bill closer to a final vote. Right after the tally came in, Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell took to the floor to say, this vote everyone thought was coming together so nicely might have to wait even longer. If any one of the hundred of us choose to object, we can't deal with this until Friday or Saturday at the earliest. So why did Democrats block this bill twice? It's because they say it does more for American businesses than it does for American workers. They want more unemployment assistance and more controls on $500 billion worth of loans for hurting industries like the airlines. Right now, Democrats say Treasury Secretary Steven Mnuchin has too much say over which companies get the loans. Over the weekend, Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer said his party also wants more money for hospitals and personal protective equipment for healthcare workers, like medical gowns. So now, what's next? Right now, at least five U.S. senators are currently in quarantine, either because they have COVID-19 or have been exposed to it. And at least for the time being, senators can't vote remotely. That, plus the fact that Democrats are pushing for these changes, means this huge economic stimulus that promises checks to American households could still take a minute. The Senate's trillion-dollar-plus aid package isn't the only bill making headlines today. That brings us to our second big development of the day. You've probably seen reports that health workers are concerned about running low on medical supplies, everything from face masks to ventilators. Lawmakers are hoping that something called the Defense Production Act might be able to help. What is that? Well, let's take a trip back to the mid-1900s. During the Second World War, a section of the War Powers Act allowed the White House to tell manufacturers, you've got to help out with the war effort. That's how all the Rosie the Riveters got to work. Then, as the U.S. was just entering the Korean War in 1950, the government decided to make those powers even more official. That's where the Defense Production Act comes in. 
Basically, the Defense Department can go to a private company and place an order for a certain product. And the government also gets to jump the line. As in, the company has to stop whatever it's making to make the product the government wants. The law was originally meant to be used during times of war. And last week, President Trump said, we're basically fighting a war against COVID-19. I view it as a, uh, in a sense, a wartime president. I mean, that's what we're fighting. I mean, it's, uh, it's, a, uh, it's a very tough situation. So his administration said it would use the Defense Production Act to help fill the shortage of medical supplies. Trump issued an executive order last Wednesday saying, yep, we've got this power. But it's unclear if the Trump administration has taken advantage of that power. This morning on NBC's Today Show, the U.S. Surgeon General Jerome Adams explained why. Here's the thing that people don't understand. You don't need to compel someone to do something they are already doing. And it's true. Companies like Honeywell and 3M are already pitching in to make masks. Then there are companies like General Motors and Tesla, which will start making ventilators, which are really important since they help patients breathe. But without formal orders from the government, companies aren't sure just how much supply they're supposed to be making, or even what they should be making. In an effort to try to clear up some of that confusion, two Democratic senators are reportedly introducing a bill today requiring the president to actually use more of his powers under the Defense Production Act. They want more medical equipment before it's too late. Think 500 million N95 respirators, which fit close to the face for nurses and doctors to wear millions of medical gloves and surgical gowns, and 200,000 breathing machines. It's unclear when the bill could actually be put to a vote, but the bill's sponsors are at least hoping it'll put some pressure on Trump to act now. Speaking of, the new messaging coming out of the White House is our third big development of the day. One week ago, President Trump announced strict guidelines about how to stop COVID-19. He urged people to work from home and avoid social gatherings for 15 days. And since then, basically everyone and their mom has been repeating that stay-at-home message. From New York to California, Illinois to Louisiana, states continue to intensify their restrictions on business as usual. And business has been suffering for it. As to how long this will last, here's Treasury Secretary Steven Mnuchin on Fox News just yesterday. I would say we're looking at this from anywhere to a 10 to 12 week scenario. So until now, the message from just about everyone was, don't even think about leaving home. But late last night, President Trump appeared to kind of pull a 180 on this, tweeting that the US can't let the response to COVID-19 be worse than the COVID-19 problem itself. And that quote, we will make a decision as to which way we wanna go after that 15 day mark is up. He also retweeted a handful of unverified Twitter accounts with similar thoughts, including one person who said, we the people are smart enough to keep away from others if we know that we are sick or they are sick. We should point out health experts say people who have COVID-19 don't always look sick. Several new studies even suggest that people who don't have symptoms are partly responsible for keeping the COVID-19 outbreak going. So telling people to go back to work just because they feel well could be really risky. No states that put in place restrictions for businesses or told people to stay at home have ended their restrictions. And so far, the CDC is still telling people to keep taking social distancing seriously. So then why is Trump hinting about dialing back all this social distancing? 
According to news reports, this shift in messaging is coming as more conservatives share concerns about the U.S. economy. Last week, the Wall Street Journal published an editorial saying that while social distancing will save lives, the economic costs of keeping the U.S. economy shut down will ruin a lot of lives, too. That article reportedly got shared around by Trump's conservative allies. And as Trump adds up the costs of the slowing economy, he's reportedly eager for things to go back to normal and for people to head back to work, possibly as early as next week, when those initial 15-day social distancing measures expire. Other countries are also trying to balance the economic pain of social distancing against the health risks of COVID-19. The Chinese city of Wuhan is starting to loosen its restrictions on everyday life, but only after keeping them in place for two months and after seeing fewer new cases. Health officials think doing something similar in the U.S. after just two weeks could be too early. Both Trump and his top health advisors will be on stage together tonight for their daily COVID-19 briefing. So we'll be watching to see if the advice we've been getting is about to change. Coming up, staying indoors doesn't mean hitting pause on long-distance running. We'll tell you more after the break. Here at HQ, our mornings begin with coffee. Our afternoons are fueled by it. And sometimes our nights, too. Some days call for hot, some call for iced, but most call for the biggest size. That's why we love Panera's unlimited coffee subscription, because we get unlimited coffee, hot or iced, every day of the week for only $8.99 a month. So whether you need fuel for an hour or fuel for an overnight shift, Panera's got you. Fuel your day with Panera's unlimited coffee subscription. Learn more and sign up at PaneraBread.com. Okay, we're pressing pause on the latest developing stories to talk about something that made us smile and also motivated us just a little. As more and more people stay at home to stop the spread of COVID-19, getting to the gym isn't exactly possible these days. And one man in France is taking stay-at-home workouts to the next level. Alicia Nachomovitz was reportedly scheduled to run the Barcelona Marathon earlier this month. After it was canceled, he decided to put his training to good use and run a marathon anyway at home. So last week he went out on his balcony, which is about 23 feet long, and started doing laps back and forth for almost seven hours until he logged 26.2 miles, which means he had to go back and forth just over 3,000 times. Nishomovitz said he did it not only for the physical and mental challenge, but also to show support to healthcare workers and heed their instructions to stay at home. So if you're looking for workout ideas aside from Instagram Live and YouTube videos, don't underestimate the miles you can put in around the house. And that's all for Skim This. Remember, we want you to call us and leave us a voicemail telling your loved one that it's really time to just stay home. Give us a call and leave a voicemail at 646-461-6370. And you might hear your message on the show. And if your Aunt Beatrice isn't a podcast listener, why not try sending her an old-fashioned email reminding her to stay at home? We've written up a template for one on our Instagram. Don't forget, if you aren't signed up yet for our free morning newsletter, The Daily Skim, you can do so on our website at theskim.com. It's everything you need to know to start your day right in your inbox. 